is Kwanzaa Jones here, and I am supercharged today with Jody. But I'm going to have you introduce yourself, Jody. All right, my name is Jody Jacobs. So, to all of our supercharged family out there, Jody is here with us, and he is in our spinning chairs, our supercharged spinning chairs, as he will demonstrate for those who are actually viewing it. What that means is we're going to move, we're going to twirl, we're going to circle, we're going to do a few things, we're going to try to keep it together because yes. it's just like sometimes when it gets so excited, it's just like you start spinning, and I'm like, I got to hold on just a second, <laughs> you know, and then we go from there. So, it just sort of loosens things up a bit, just in case there are any guests that are a little too stiff. Absolutely. You cannot help but smile or laugh when your chair is going all around. Okay, I'm gonna grab that really quickly and go from there. Absolutely. So let me tell you why I'm so excited about this episode that we are doing. Would you like to know why? Why is that? Well, it is because the whole concept of this is about passion. Yes. It's passion, passion, passion. And it's about being passionate. And when I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, Jody has got to be on this podcast because he knows something about passion. So I've been doing a lot of different interviews because, you know, it's a growth period for the company right now, which is wonderful. And there's certain times when I'm going through the interview process where I will ask, well, not certain times, I ask it all the time, trying to find out what people are passionate about, what moves them, what motivates them, what drives them. I'll have colleagues of mine who are sitting in on some of the interviews and they're asking their questions too. And I always say, when we are reviewing candidates and trying to decide who we're selecting for various positions, that there's got to be something more than just the money. It cannot be just about the money. And you can never pay people to be passionate. That's it. Because at the end of the day, if you're not passionate about it, no amount of money someone pays you is going to make you passionate about it. Absolutely. And that is why I am here with you today. Because we met, just to give all of our listeners and viewers a little bit of background, Jody and I met on the set for a photo shoot that we were doing. Jody was working with the styling team. And I was talking just because I always love knowing what drives you, what motivates you. And it's supercharged because it's about fitness, confidence, and community and building those things. I want to build that community. I want to build those partnerships. I want to build those networks. So part of the community building is opening up my mouth and talking to people. And I was talking to you. And when I spoke with you and you were there assisting with the styling team. Yes. I asked the question, so where are you from and what brought you to LA? And then you just laid it on me. <laughs> so I want you to give our listeners three things about you that show how you have lived and moved with passion. Three things about me that shows that I have lived and moved with passion. And continue to. And continue to. I, th I think part of it is because I've, I've learned to take the, the unconventional path. Okay. And kind of like I was sharing with you yesterday, um, I started off in engineering. I have a degree in electrical engineering. Go ahead. And I did that career for about eight, eight, nine years. Wow. And did really, really well. And you were in corporate America. I was in the whole corporate America thing, yep. um, doing that traveling the world, yep. leading projects. I was, I was actually a senior engineer when I left. Okay, go, yeah. see? And, and we're not talking little small baby companies. 
companies, large, large organizations. Large organizations. Yes. Um, I don't know if I can say the name. I was working for this company. Of course yeah. you can say it. It's your working, background and experience. Yeah, I was working for this company called 3M. At which, right. So for those of you who don't know 3M, have you ever used a Post-it? And I'm not talking about the digital Post-its on your computer or laptop or on the Mac. It says Post-it and you can start doing that. I'm talking about some of those physical Post-its that you see. Yes, that is 3M, amongst lots of other things. I use that example because that's one of the most well-known yeah, products. That, that's really what they're known for. Yeah. And the division I was working with was actually their pharmaceutical division. I love it. And most people don't even know that they even make pharmaceutical pro uh, products and they even have their hand in, in that industry, but okay. they do. And so my job was to lead uh, manufacturing projects uh, overseas and uh, here uh, in the United States. So what were some of the countries there? Uh, I traveled to London a lot yep. for work. I traveled to Switzerland a lot for okay. work. Um, and we also had a couple of projects uh, that I work with our sister company over in uh, Petivier, France. All right. So, yes, you know, you got around. Yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> moved, I moved around a bit. I, I, I moved around a bit. But it, it was a great, a great, great opportunity. Um, uh, I did really, really well. These were um, multi-million dollar projects that, mm -hmm. that I was leading um, at the time. But I also knew, like, there was something missing. And, and that I was, was eight years in, you said? That was about eight years in. And I was okay. like, you know what? I think I want to try something different. I want to be a little less technically focused. Okay. And I was on the path to get an MBA. So I'm, I'm signing up for everything and Got getting every, everything together. And then I had a friend. Taking uh, your GMATs already or no? Uh, I had signed up for everything. Okay. So I had signed up. All right, you're not so I, I, I was like right there, like <laughs> right there. But one of my mentors and friends um, was a State Farm agent. Okay. Um, and he owned a State Farm agent. And then at the time, he was one of the executives for State Farm. Oh. And so for years and years, even when I was still in college, when we met, he was like, you should, why don't you become uh, a State Farm agent? I'm like, ah, I don't, insurance, engineering. Uh, <laughs> you're like, I don't see the connection. I don't, I don't what? See. <laughs> Uh, but when I started to share with him, you know, how I wanted to be less technically focused and, you know, perhaps own my own business one day, he was like, you should really take this seriously. So I did. I went through the entire interview process, made it through the interview process, which is pretty stringent. Right. Well, yeah, I've got a friend who's a State Farm agent and it's no joke. It's no joke. People are thinking, oh, you're selling insurance. It's like, no, 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 no. no. It's not, it is not what you think. It's not just insurance, right? No, it's not insurance. Yes. Like it, it is literally running a, a, a complete operation. Exactly. A complete operation. Like I was, you know, you're the CEO, you're mm -hmm. HR, you are right. every, uh, the operations manager, yep. every single thing. Uh -huh. Got in, got everything set up, got my office set up. And I did that for about maybe five years, right at five wow. years. And did really, really well and went through the highs and lows, you know, of owning a business, well, you starting were a business. business. Right. Yeah. And trust me, it was a hustle. Like, mm -hmm. I started with zero clients and built a nice, sizable book of business. I love it. And it was, it was a great experience, but then I started to get that feeling. And it was like, ah, just something about this just, you know, it just isn't just isn't it. Right. So it's like, okay, well, where, where's this, this path leading me to? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I was doing, I had a lot of friends that would come to me and say, well, Jody, you own a business. Help me, uh, help me start a business or yeah. help me put a business plan together, a okay. marketing plan together. And so I would do that. And, and oftentimes people would, they would stop and start and stop, mm -hmm. or I would do all of this work and they wouldn't do anything at all. And I'm doing this for friends. And I'm like, well, I put it, I took out the time to do this for you and you're not doing anything. Right. And so I started to see that it's something in this person. It's something in you that's keeping you to doing what you said you didn't want to do. Right. 
And that literally sparked something in me. Mm -hmm. And I literally just started writing and just systematically started trying to putting some things together. It's like you, you drew on your engineering background. You're like, systems, <laughs> logic, processes. Exactly. Uh -huh. that, that's literally what it was. I was like, OK, I got to break this down. Like, how can there I make is. this teachable? How can right. I really like make this plain for people? Mm -hmm. And it inspired me to start writing a book. I love this. And then that tr basically transitions transitioned me to where I am now. It's just like, I got to the point where like, you know what? All right, State Farm, it's been a great run. It's been a great season. Uh -huh. But it's time to transition into something else. Right. And I pursued that passion, and now it's time to move into something else. So your something else now is you're moving into your book project. My book project. Which is definitely a passion project for sure. You have to be passionate about it to go through the process of writing a book. Oh my goodness. You know, and all of the information that you want to share, because I'm assuming this is a nonfiction book. This is, is it motivational? Is it inspirational? What's it's, your book it's about? It's motivational. It's inspirational. It's called Space and Opportunity. I love it. I've waiting for the title. Yes! <laughs> Space and Opportunity. Tell us about this. Uh, because I believe, and the, the tagline of the book is, there's nothing but space and opportunity between you and your success. See? Oh, say that again. <laughs> Oh, yes, absolutely. One more time. There's nothing but space and opportunity between you and your success. That's, it's the mindset. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So how did you come up with that title? It just came to me. It wasn't anything super methodical, but it was just like, OK, there's a gap between what you say you want to do and what you're really doing. And okay. I was like, space and opportunity. Yep. Boom, there it is. That's it. Wow. That is so you've worked with multinational companies. Yes. You've worked with, and State Farm obviously is a large organization too, but it still felt like a small business yes. when you were there and you were running your operation with yes. State Farm. And now you're taking the next path where you're doing the book, you're going into really changing people's lives because what you were doing before, when you were giving them advice or helping them write their business plans or doing all of these things, but seeing that they weren't following up on it. Yes. What made you realize that there needed to be something there to like flip the switch in them? Because I, I saw that like there, there was like a, a dim light and there was a disconnection between like the, what you're saying you want to do and what's really going on on the inside. Okay. And I was like, I've got to figure out what that is and, and how to tap into that. Okay. And even for myself, it's like, okay, well, what, what's, what's the, the disconnection between that? And so I would even search between myself with certain things. I was like, the, the, there is similarities between mm -hmm. you know what you say you want to do versus what what you're not doing or what you are doing, yep. and it 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 all resolves in what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. And three pillars in the book that I I talk about are faith, okay, work ethic, and self-image. Oh, see, all of those things <laughs> are critically critically important. And I've had these conversations before with a number of different people. Some have been employees, some have been other team members. And I always will ask, it's essentially five questions. What is it you want to do? What is it you like to do? What is it you're good at doing? What is it you are willing to do? Because the willing to do is really the critical key point. People Absolutely. can say they want to do something. They can know that they're good at something and you can be good at it, but not really want to do it. You know, exactly. you can want to do it, but not really want to do it because you're not willing to do what's necessary for you to do it. There are things you like, and you're like, yeah, I like this, but I really don't want to like pursue this as something that I'm doing all the time. Exactly. So it's that willingness of where that's the key, where I think it turns on that. So 
when you talk about these three pillars and the last part of the pillar, and I think it was self-image that self -image, you said? Self-image, absolutely. Okay, so self-image to me is part of that willingness. Are you willing to take a moment to really look inward and really ask yourself those tough questions and really see for yourself, what is it that you're seeing about yourself? Where is that self-awareness? Because, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Because I, I, I could just go on about this. Talk to hey, me about your three pillars. Good. I'm like, talk to me, because it, it's so, I think that's, it's something that people, oftentimes people run away from themselves. Yes. And they run away from themselves because they don't wanna, want to really ask those hard questions and they don't wanna really dig deep to find the answers. It's so easy to say, oh no, this is, I'm just doing this thing and I'm going into it blindly and I'm not really answering and asking for myself because that takes work to really like, whether you're looking in the mirror and you're asking yourself or whether you're just, sitting and thinking and spending some time asking those questions. Yes. So for you, with self-image as one of your pillars, talk to me about that. All right, what so with it? me, with, with self-image, it, it really goes into really becoming uh, self-aware. Right. Learning your inner voice, that, 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 little, that little voice inside of you, like getting familiar with that. Like, mm -hmm. is, is, is it fear talking? Okay. Or is it, is it the inspiration that in you that's talking? Okay. And, and learning the distinction like between the two of those. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we talk ourselves out of oh. opportunities yeah. and, 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 and moments just be, be, because of fear or right. because of what somebody else said. Mm -hmm. So really learning to hear your own voice above fear and above other people's right. voices. Yeah. yeah, which can be tough. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> listen. <laughs> it's like, because you're always gonna have lots of noise. Yeah. You know, and it's not even just external noise. It could be internal it noise is, yes. too. You know, Absolutely. Whether it's that fear that you're talking about or whether it's other people saying, no, you should be doing this or this or this. Maybe it's your friends, maybe it's your family. You know, you just never know. So how do you, how do you reconcile self-image with passion? All right, self-image with passion. So the first thing, it kind of go, it speaks to kind of what you were saying before is like, oh, this is something I'm willing to do versus mm -hmm. something I kind of want to do, like love mm -hmm. and those sorts of things. Sorting that out. The other thing is trying it. Yeah. You, sometimes you just have to try it. Sometimes it's all jumbled up inside of your head. It's just like, you know what, let me just try it. I say supercharged is about action and yes! that's the trying. If you're not taking action, because so many people get caught up in, I've got to read this book before I go do this thing. I'll have to do more research before I go do this thing. I'll have to keep talking to other people before I do this thing. At some point, you just got to go do the you, thing. You've got to do, go do the thing. Jump. That's Take it. the leap. Jump. That is it. So when you're saying just try, I resonate so much with the tribe, and I think part of the fear, this self-image, and this is quite frankly part of the faith too, yes. is oftentimes people are afraid to fail, and I don't understand why. I do. It's not. like why are you why do you expect that you have to be perfect at absolutely everything? It's not realistic, number right. one. It's not realistic. And my greatest lessons have been learned from me failing, from there me it is. bumping my head. You gotta say that one more time. <laughs> Everybody, all you listeners and viewers, listen to Jody. He's got something important to say. Your greatest what? <laughs> my greatest lessons have right. been from me um, bumping my head or failing. Yep. Because you learn, you have to learn the lesson from it. Right. It's 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 like I, I take it back to, you know, when you were younger and your mother may have told you, 
Don't touch the stove. It's hot. The stove is hot. When the fire is on, it's hot. Yeah. And you hear that, and you're like, ah, okay. But then you, you go, and you go, and you know what? Ah! You touch it, it's like, you learned that lesson. I bet you won't do that again. Ah! <laughs> yes. It's that energy, and that, it's like supercharged. Everyone talks about the supercharged entity, in, in a, entity. Lord, help me, Jesus, please. <laughs> Supercharged energy. And, and I talk about it not only just as a supercharged energy that's there, but it's just the energy in general when you're really, you know you're connecting, you know you're focused, you know you're in sync, you know there's a synergy there, and you just know you're helping lift everything. And it's sometimes you hear people say, oh, vibrate higher. Yes, all, all of those yes. things. So back to some of what you were talking about, which is failing, and failing being one of the most important things you can do as a lesson to learning what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing and just trying. So at times, I'll essentially call that foundational work. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the foundational work you have to do? So I want to talk to you about your story. What was the foundational work you had to do to become an engineer? The foundational work that I had to do to become an engineer, um, of course it was to go to school and, right. and to learn all of the math and all of the science and get the applications, okay. you know, and, and you know, you, you go to labs and, and you mm -hmm. have to learn the processes. Um, so that had a lot to do with it, but then that, that kind of boils back to just some of the fundamentals, okay. you know, even in like elementary school and grade school, really paying attention to, to some of those things, learning what you're naturally good at, and then when you're figuring it out, start applying yourself into more things. Okay, well, can I take an additional science class or, or can I get into this type of program or can, right. or, learning how to maximize right. you know whatever whatever that flow is whatever that 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 gift that you you start to feel so how did you overcome obstacles or challenges because the road to becoming an engineer is not an easy road even if you're naturally gifted at things yes. even if you're like i like science i like math i like all of these various other things i like logic i like reasoning all of those things i was good at all of those things I just decided not to become an engineer, but I loved all of that. I absolutely did. But what happens when there are things that you didn't like, but you still had to do the work? I'm so glad you asked me that question. Okay. Um, because it it literally took community. All like, right. It literally took community. It took. Do you all hear that community? That, that the key fitness confidence and what community? Community. Right. So tell me about um, that. Um, from friends, study groups. I mean, you know. I didn't, I wasn't acing every single right. class or every single test or quiz. So it, it took other people, you know, helping to encourage me. Right. It took study groups. Mm -hmm. It really took, and being open to that. Right. Yes. You know, and knowing when that it's not a weakness for you to go seek that out. It's so okay to ask. And it's just like you have to ask, and so many people don't want to ask. And I'm like, you don't want to ask because you're afraid of two letters, N and O. One word, two letters. How is that going to stop you from going out and seeking what you need to know or seeking the help, getting the help that you need? Just like people stop themselves so many times because they're afraid of being told no. Right. You, 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 you know. have to ask. And, and you, you, can't, you can't be afraid of that word. Right. And it's just like, you know, back in school, it's just like, okay, you're good at this. I'm not as good at this. Right. Okay, how can we partner with this? There, power partnerships. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. So you talked about challenges and what you would do, especially seeking community when you needed to get additional strength and resources in different areas. Yes. That was on your road to becoming an engineer. 
What about on your road to becoming an entrepreneur and your road specifically in terms of having your own business, which is what you had with State Farm? What were the obstacles? What was the foundational work? And then what were the obstacles you encountered? And how did you overcome those? Okay, okay. The obstacles were, first and foremost, it was a completely foreign industry. So I'm in, I'm in engineering, I'm running projects and, and managing a lot of things, but then running a small business and then running an insurance agency that's, that, that's sales-based at the end of the day. It's service-based, of course, right. but it's sales-based as well. Because <laughs> you're not making the sales. <laughs> you're not you listen, business for so we, long. The, the lights will not stay on. Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. But, but like a good neighbor, State Farm would not be there. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, but like a lot of those obstacles was learning that, okay, this is a new space. And to piggyback on what we said earlier is learning to ask for help. So right. I was, you know, uh, doing like inter information interviews with, with current agents. Okay. Um, I was doing... Um, uh, talks with um, people just it was me I was talking with people that had experiences with insurance companies mm. just to kind of see like you know what worked for them what didn't work for, right. what worked for them just so I could better better relate to my customers okay um, and then the other challenges dealing with with people so now I have a staff so ah. I have a whole staff of people oh yes so really learning how to manage that and right. manage different personalities okay. and that was probably one of the, the hardest things to learn in ramping up a business. Ah. Like, so it's just like, all right, you got the keys, let's go. You, you, you hired a staff, let's go. Right. Now, let's, how are we gonna plug all of this in and make it work? Right, and that's interesting because even when you're talking about when you have a team and when you have a staff and when you're trying to build something, in your instance, you were trying to build your State Farm agency, what was the role of passion for your employees? What role did that play at all in terms of you trying to motivate them or not motivate them? Could you tell a difference when people were passionate, even if they weren't passionate about, oh, selling insurance, but passionate about the work that they were doing, whatever it was? What role did that play, if at all? Absolutely. So for me, and then really the selling point to one of the biggest selling points for me to, to, to own a state farm agency was actually helping and being there for people. Mm. So that's, and that was a, a legitimate, um, fundamental thing for me. So anytime I would bring somebody on, it wasn't just sales for me. It's just like, yes, okay, we get it. Right. But I need you to care about people. I need you to be A1 with customer service. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. And then everything else right. we can figure out and fall into place. But if, if the customer service isn't there, right then we're all in jeopardy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to have a passion for people. You know, at least being able to engage with them because you can't fake that. At people all. People can tell. And especially when you're trying to sell something to them. You're selling people don't like to be sold to. No. Although we're sold to every day, all the time. It's just like people have to sell themselves when they're in an interview. People have to sell themselves when they're pitching a company to investors or things of that sort. If you're writing your book, you've got to sell it to the people who are going to be list uh, listening to it. If you do an audio book, those who... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have a great voice, so you absolutely should. Um, but even selling to those who are going to be reading it. So you have to really care and be passionate and let people know that's it. If not, if it's a sale, it's just a sale. It's like, oh, you just don't have that connection. Right, and, and, and people feel that, and I know I feel it, because I'm, I'm like, ah, you're trying to sell me something. Right, yeah. that's exactly it. So you talked about foundational work you put in to become an engineer. You talked about foundational work you put in in building your own business. And now, 
talk to us about the foundational work you're doing, becoming an author. Yes. And transforming and changing people's lives as an author. Yes. So the foundational work um, with transitioning from State Farm to being an author, one of the biggest things is like time management. So now mm -hmm. I have all of this time, yep. but it's like, how do you manage that time? Right. And how do you maximize? Because you, you know when you're writing, you want to be inspired and you want to be in an of inspirational course. mindset. So it's just like learning when that is for me, where that can be for me, mm -hmm. and then putting pen to paper, Yep. basically. Yeah. So that's your foundational work. Yes. Managing your time. You all listen to this. Manage your time. That's a good foundational piece of advice for everything, whatever work it is you're doing. Yes. Putting pen to paper, which is what I hear as action. You got to take the step and make the action to actually do the thing that needs to get done. Absolutely. Because if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Yes. You got to have some forward action where you're always just going and doing it one step at a time. Yes. That's the foundational work. Absolutely. That's, I, I absolutely it. Love absolutely it. is. And, and, and one other thing would be um, that I, I, I even more so learned this is creating an environment or making sure that I place myself in an environment that, that, that was inspiring or that, 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 uh, that breeds inspiration for me since this is, because if I'm not in a good place when I'm putting things together mm -hmm. or the, the surrounding environment isn't, then what I'm putting pen to paper is, is it's, it's going to be skewed in, in, in a way. Right. And so that was another thing that I actually had to learn. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You're an author. You're an engineer. You're not doing it anymore, but you're an engineer. You put in all that work, all that energy, all that time. So yes, you're still carrying out some of the processes in a sort of different way than yeah. before. You are a business owner, so you've learned lots of lessons along the way. You're an author because the book's almost done. You know, you're writing it. It's there. So look, it, it's happening. Absolutely. So I met you at a shoot and you were doing things with the styling team. Talk to everyone about what is it you were willing to do? Because as an author, you're not immediately finished with your book. You're not immediately selling all of your books, yeah. whether you're doing them as eBooks or physical books or a combination of both. So what are you willing to do? What are the things foundational work? And what are the things that show people that no matter what, when you're passionate, you still can do it, even if it requires you to do other things? Absolutely, a a another great question. Um, so yeah, so we met, um, and I was assisting a friend named Pujay, uh, yes. styling. Amazing. And, uh -huh. yes. Well, both Pujay and you all, and, and like everyone, it's just when the right people come together and it's the it's that community. Yeah. You know, anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I, when I, once I left State Farm, I, you know, I had a, a, a nice amount that would, you know, take care of me for a little bit of it is like okay if if this book is the new thing that you want to do and you're passionate about it and you want to put time into it to do it right you still have to eat you still have to put gas in the car you still have to pay car no like all of those sorts of things so the thing that I was willing to do is to take maybe what what one may consider based on my background a non-conventional job I love it even the language you are using I decided to take a non-conventional job and so you decided to take that non-conventional job, and we are here because you decided to take that non-conventional job, sitting here doing this I Am Supercharged podcast because we're so aligned with some of the things that we're doing that it's just like, oh my gosh, this story has got to be told. It, we've got to have people hear it. We have to just like spread it as much as possible. 
because it was a non-conventional job. Yeah. Because you were willing to go say, okay, I'm realistic about the fact that I've got to write, I have to do all these things, I still have to pay the bills, you still have the car note, you still have the rent, it's just like life. Yeah. You still have all of that. But it does not dim your shine towards writing what you need to write. If anything, I think it strengthens it even more because that's how you're showing you're walking the walk. Not just like saying, okay, I'm writing it and do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Like right now. So your non-conventional job was in this instance, assisting on a shoot. Assisting a shoot. So somebody that was, we can consider a boss, is assisting somebody else in right. their business. Exactly. You know, but it's it's community and it's partnerships and it's elevating everything and it's showing people that you can put the foundational work and most importantly, it's showing everyone and all of you all who are here listening and who are watching too, it's showing that you can do it. Absolutely. And that to me is the core thing that no matter what, here it is, you've worked for a major, major company. 3M is not shabby. There is nothing about 3M. <laughs> and I'm like, look, please. And to even get the job working there and to have been there project managing and being there for eight years, just like being in LA, which is where we are now, yeah. everyone always thinks about entertainment a lot. They think about, we've got entertainment, we've got music, we have media, we have all of these various things. Mm -hmm. And so some people don't think about the more traditional routes, which is, okay, let me go get this job, or I'm going to do this interview, and let me do something in a non-creative field. You were doing things in the not traditional creative field. You were putting in the time as an engineer working at 3M. You were putting in the time, once again, State Farm, a very well-known company, but you were running your own business there. And now you're going out and you're stepping out and you're showing that you can do it and you can go from passion to passion to passion and you can be successful doing it. Absolutely. So what are the words you would leave our listeners and our viewers? Just don't be afraid. Take the leap of faith. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, just just jump. Right. Take the jump. Um, the other thing that I would say, even if your path is 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 unconventional, that's okay. Yes. If it doesn't look like somebody else's path, that's okay. Like engineer to insurance to writing a book, assistant styling, like it's 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 unconventional. Right. But I have joy and I, I'm, I'm happy on the inside. And it's your path. And it's my path. It doesn't have to be anybody else's path but your own. Exactly. I love this. And I And learn from every piece of the, the, the journey. And that's worth saying again. Learn from every piece of the journey. That's, see, I think that's the best place to end it because one, it is a journey. Two, you have to be open to learning and you have to know that you can learn because some people, I always say, by the time you think you know all there is to know, you may as well just go. Yep. You know, just lay down and, and depart us like here. here <laughs> because there's always a way to keep learning, Absolutely. keep trying and keep growing. It's just, that's, that's life. At the end of it, we are what we learn, we are who we know, we are who we connect with, and, and it's just a joy. It has been so wonderful to talk to you. So here's what we're gonna do as we leave, because we usually do it supercharged. We do these things called dance breaks. Okay. So we're gonna do a dance break, and why we do this dance break, because it's supercharged, it's about fitness, it's about confidence, and it's about community, and a dance break is a just big way to like jumpstart and shake it all out and have an understanding that it is about action. So. 
Somebody hopefully has some song we can dance out to. Hey! Okay, so this one is a song and it's called the Zaza. And this way, because what did you say? Learn in the journey. Yes. It's all about learn everything on your journey. So we're gonna learn everything on your journey. You can show me a little dance move. I can show you a little dance move. We're just gonna do right. a quick dance break. What do we have? Uh-oh, we're about to get to a chorus. Okay, so listen to this. We're going front to the back. Here okay. we go. So flip it front. Flip it front to the back. Hey! All right. Flip it front to the back. <laughs> ah, now like go on the track. Hey! Hey! Now like go on the track. Now yes. finesse it. Now finesse that thing. Hey! And then wreck that thing. <laughs> now we finesse it. Finesse that thing. Hey. And then wreck that thing. Hey! Hey! And you do do the that our Supercharged team has just written and we're just about to release it. So you're just learning some choreo that we haven't even created yet. And I think you just did some things that inspired us. So we just made like, uh, do the Zaza. I <laughs> love it. Okay, please tell our listeners where we can find you. Yes, they can reach me uh, on social media, okay. uh, uh, especially on Instagram. Okay. At I am at I am Jody Jacobs. I and that's it. Jody with a Y. I was gonna say spell it. J O D Y J A C O B S. Okay. And then they can also reach me via email at Jody uh -huh. at spaceandopportunity.com. Okay, so everyone supercharged, all of our supercharged society members, all of our listeners, all of our viewers, please reach out to Jody because space and opportunity between those things is where you're gonna find power, and Jody can help you get there. Read his book. Look out for it. It's coming soon. We can't wait for it. So you've got to come to our Supercharged Summit. Yes. It's October 27th, Saturday. I'm there. You're there? I'm there. Here in L.A. Here in L.A. Okay, we'll be there. We'll see Supercharged. you. Supercharged. Oh, Supercharged indeed. Hey. Hey.